All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. Well, on uh, Saturday night, Ridley Gregg of the Ottawa Senators fucked around and then he found out. It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosen. How are you, Rosie? We're good. It's a spicy, spicy weekend, wasn't it? So, uh, lots to talk about, buddy. Yeah, I think this was a, um, an episode earmarked for Jay Rosehill, and we're going to dive into everything. But uh, firstly, I want to know, how did your uh, Super Bowl party, how did it go? It was good, man. Uh, a little slow to start, a little average. Uh, I think I was with most of the the crew watching. It was for the Chiefs, bet on the Chiefs, and uh, it was a slow go, but uh, the fourth quarter definitely produced, and in the end of the day, a couple shackles in the pocket. So you bet on, on KC, right? Yeah, I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that was my thinking. And again, for those of you not the first time listening to this podcast or watching, I'm not a big football guy, but the Super Bowl I will watch, the halftime show I will watch. And that's the one thing I've learned uh, over X amount of years is like, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And the crazy thing is, is like we just saw Tom Brady and we saw greatness personified and we saw one of the best of all time, arguably the best of all time. Are we watching this story play out again is my question with Patrick Mahomes, you know? It's crazy. Like how often do generational talents like butt up against each other and actually play each other in say a Super Bowl? It's usually a bit of a gap between them, but uh, it's hard to argue with, man. Like Mahomes is just, I mean, he's freakish and 
he's only 28 or nine. And it's just scary the way he rattles them off. He didn't even, they didn't have their best season. They didn't have their best offense and they still find a way to, to, to get it done at the end of the season. It's impressive. And if you look at his numbers at the age compared to Brady, they are comparable or better. So I'm not saying he's better than Brady. He's got a long ways to go, but holy shit, is he ever on a, uh, a trajectory to be in that conversation? All right. What did you think of the entourage? Taylor Swift's entourage had a, a bit of Blake Lively action and uh, Ice Spice was there. I know you know Ice Spice. No, I certainly don't. She's probably the one that I was saying, who the hell is that girl? But Blake Lively is in uh, one of my top uh, top five for sure. She's a sweetheart. Her and Ryan Reynolds are, uh, she's mama. Bring it home to mama material, it seems like. So that was good to see her. It doesn't bother me, man. I mean, you think yeah. Taylor Swift's going to be at that game and they're just going to be like, yeah, just don't show her. She's just the most famous human being on the planet, an absolute generational superstar and you just people are bothered that they show her like i don't get that i don't i don't get it at all like who cares show her she, why wouldn't they show her she is who she is man you know you know who's happy today the nfl and roger goodell regardless of who wins that game like the swifties the first time tuning in and that's the type of football game you get like the first half i agree with you boring second half was electric man like entertainment wise uh, the way things went down to the wire in the fourth quarter, then to OT, like you could, you probably can't ask for much more knowing the audience was that much bigger with Taylor Swift there, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, that that missed extra point by the 49ers was massive at the end of the day. Uh, that penalty that the Chiefs took, I thought it was going to be the dagger that, that that finished them. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, they score on their their first possession in overtime. They're the 49ers and give the ball to Mahomes. And, you know, he charges it down and gets in the end zone. It was uh, picture perfect. Even Biden, did you see him tweet this weird cryptic Dude, tweet with you? He was in bed. Saying, he was in bed. Just like we planned it. It's like, holy fuck, are you weird, buddy? He was in bed. Let's be honest. One of his interns tweeted that. But nevertheless, I can, the chats are already getting after us. Didn't realize this is a football show. That for Matt Reynolds. But, uh, I'm surprised take, he went that way, yeah, to be honest. Well, I mean, it, it's the biggest attraction in professional sports, the Super Bowl. So I'm going to spend three minutes talking about it. I'm not even a football guy, and I think it's important to bring oh. up on this show kq writes in hollywood script so let's move on because i do understand do comprehend we're coming off pretty substantial news weekend for the toronto maple leafs at the leafs nation 401 where you can subscribe here on youtube please help us out we're like five subs away from seven thousand. we're growing steam here so maybe just push us um into the end zone that would be fantastic at the leafs nation 401 least morning take wherever you find your podcast uh, brought to you by doordash it's time for the appetizer for a limited time our listeners can get 25% off the $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25. All in uppercase, 25% off your first order with DoorDash off of Valid in Canada. Subject to change, terms apply. So lots to tackle. I figured we get into the hit first, then the uh, the game and the loss second. Um, so where do you want to start when it comes to Morgan Riley? How about the slap shot that was taken on the empty netter and then the response from Morgan Riley? We can pick okay. it up right there. Okay, so what did you think of that first and foremost? See the video on your screen, Ridley Grigg. It's a 4-3 game. There's like seven seconds remaining, and he decides to go clap bomb into the empty net. Yeah, like it, it just goes like you just watch it. It's just the hardest clap he can possibly get, and it is a huge F you. To the entire Maple Leafs organization. That's simple as that. If, if you don't understand that, 
I, I might not be able to explain it to you if you don't just get that on your own. If you don't get that on your own, I doubt you've played and competed at a high level of competition. But that is a huge F you and a disrespectful thing to do. You could do that in beer league hockey and the guys would come after you and get in your face and cause a scrum saying, what's your deal? What's your problem? And it just is what it is. It's an, it's an, it's not written in the rule book. So don't come at me with that. I'm very aware that you're allowed to do it. And I don't even, I don't even hate that Greg did it. It's just that it's going to elicit a response. And I would be much more distraught if Morgan Riley just buried his head and just watched him do that and then did absolutely nothing. I think that would be a bigger story. That being said, the the kicker is that he cross-checks him in the head. Like that's overreaction. You, you can't do that. You don't need to take a suspension on the guy for crying out loud. And I truly believe that that was not his intention. He goes in, gets all up in his face. If you, if you look at the view where you're looking down at the guy's crest, where he's coming towards you, on that view, he goes right off the shoulder and slides up and gets him in the head. Does that mean he's off the hook? No, you need to be in control of your own stick. But it was not his intention to go in there and cross-check him right in the face, as as some people say. He wanted to go and go after him. I wish he gave him the hardest cross-check across the arm, where he'd be feeling it for a week, then give him a big face wash and throw him on his back and take a two, four-minute penalty, could care less, send the message, say we don't you know, put up with that shit. And it shows that Riley has some pride in his organization and understands that you just don't do that. And he stands up for himself and his team and I'm all good with it. It just went overboard when the stick goes up and gets him in the head. Bottom line, he's going to get suspended and they're going to throw the book at him, which which sucks. So I think it was an appropriate response, first and foremost. I think you hit on everything there. If it's in beer leagues, and I can attest to that because I talk about my beer leagues, it, it would it would elicit something, <laughs> something I tell you. See, the problem I have is like a lot of people are like, why, why didn't Riley try to fight him? And I think you'd be the, pe- the, the best perfect, person excuse me, to describe what goes through a player's head when something like that happens. Because I think if you're Riley, you're just thinking about get, getting after the guy. Like, I don't think you're really thinking about anything else. And then let's say Riley drops the gloves. What if Greg doesn't? Like, I, I think the, the common ideology when something like that happens is to go with your stick and cross check. I, I I agree. I mean, you're not going to hit him in the head, but I, I think that's just the way flow takes you. Uh, would you agree or disagree? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not going to tap him on the pads and say, Hey, let's scrap here. I mean, those guys were diving all night long. Greg's trying to, you know, that's the way he is. He goads people into stuff and he's, he's a young player who has just got into the league last year. So that would piss off guys a little bit extra than if a hall of famer did that thing, which a hall of famer would never do that. I don't believe so. Um, it's, you just go, like I said, you go after the guy. Absolutely. You want to get in his face and, and, rough him up is the whole point of what he was doing. He just did it in a way where you could tell when his stick kind of clips off his shoulder and gets up into his head, Riley can tell that, Oh, this is the danger zone. He drops it with his one hand first and then completely drops his stick as if to take the pressure off of that movement to be like, Oh shit, I'm way up there on his head. And that's why I can tell it wasn't his intent to just go and boom, right in the side of the head clips off his shoulder and whatnot. Again, that's on Morgan Riley. You're in control of your own stick. That's why he's going to get suspended. But I mean, people are trying to twist it into this thing and then twist it into that thing. Like 
you're not going to get him to drop his gloves and fight. He should have gone in there, hammered him across the arm with the hardest cross check, get your hand right in his face and smack it up against the glass and get in his ear and start giving it to him. And whatever he wants to do in return, maybe you have a little melee, maybe you have a big scrum, maybe you have a brawl, maybe you have a one-on-one scrap with those guys. But that, that clap bomb that he took, I mean, he's, he was clapping that harder than the guys clap it in the hardest shot competition. (laughs) And I'm not kidding you. And it was a huge, F you to everyone to do with the Maple Leafs. Dude, the best thing about this, and you reference social media, people are talking about Morgan Riley like he's fucking Zidane Chara. Like, like this guy is like a piece of shit. He should be in jail. Like it's Morgan Riley. Like, give me a break. Like, first and foremost, if he hadn't proved it already, I think Morgan Riley should be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm sorry. Like, the fact that this guy has the stones to step up and be like, nah, that, that ain't happening on my watch. That pissed me off. I'm going to get in your fucking grill. Again, don't like the fact that he hit him in the chops. I never, you know, say do that. But I think the fact that there was a response, again, reinstills everything I know about Morgan Rally. The guy is just a perfect Maple Leaf. He cares. He's the one guy that you just never doubt. And the fact that people are looking at this guy like some kind of monster is insane to me. Like, people are calling for, like, a Dale Hunter suspension like this is ridiculous that this league has gone to this point where something like that happens and people are calling for this guy's head it's insane to me yeah I think it's embarrassing that he's going to get five at least I mean you look at some of the the stick work that doesn't elicit a suspension and that just gets a five thousand dollar fine and then this guy gets five games minimum he's probably gonna get five or six if it goes up to seven or something I'll have lost faith in in the NHL in general but it's it's a dangerous thing they don't want to do. You don't cross that guys up in the neck and the head. Understood. Um, what is the the repercussions of when you do it well? Was it how aggressive was it? Did he mean to? Was it his intent? I think if you look at it from all the different camera angles, you can say, yeah, it, it wasn't like nastily trying to go at his teeth and knock his front row out. He went yeah. at him with a higher cross check that started on the, the shoulder. And when you cross check up on the shoulders, it the guy dips down or it glances off the shoulder pad or wherever, and it goes up. And what's next? His neck and his ear and his mouth and his head and his helmet. So it, you're go, if you're cross checking high, there's a chance you're going to get him up high in the head. And he did, and he's going to pay for it, which is fine. But I mean, you give the guy two games or something, it sends the same message. He's not a dirty player. He doesn't have a history of this. You can tell that that wasn't his initial point of contact. But no, they're going to send a message and everyone's talking about this and there's a huge spotlight on it because the Leafs have the biggest fan base on the planet and everyone's talking about him. Peros is going, oh, I better send a big message. Let's do an in-person hearing and say that we handled it properly and we don't put up with that. It's like, I just don't think it's right. It's too much and you can look at all the details that go before it and realize, you know, two game, maybe three is is plenty, but no, of course they got to go overboard and, and nail the Leafs with this one. And it just sucks. But again, I, I don't even care because it is what it is. They've won without Morgan Riley for some unknown reason. It's odd, but I would rather have this, even though I don't like the extra suspension, I don't like the hit to the head. I'd rather have this than him just skate by and and do nothing. I'd be screaming, throwing shit at the TV going, you gutless chicken shits. You don't care about that team. You don't care about the logo on your chest. You don't have any pride. All the honor is gone from the game. This idiot goes and just clap bombs the shit of it. Might as well throw up the double finger to your whole bench and you guys don't do a damn thing about it. That would piss me off more than anything. You know what I didn't like? Uh, Ridley Griggs, a great player. He's Canadian. Love him. Um, I've seen him play in in juniors and stuff like that. Guy went down like he got shot, man. And then he got up three seconds later and skated to the bench. He was, he was fine. Uh, miraculous, miraculous recovery. And 
Again, this is a game, as you referenced, littered with diving. And I'm glad somebody said it. Um, you know, obviously, Sheldon Keefe, a little disturbed by a call earlier in the game. Timothy Stutzla, widely known as the biggest diver in the NHL. You don't think that's contagious on a roster? Again, um, I, I got a bit of heat. I caught a bit of heat on social media over the weekend for sort of suggesting that Greg dove, but he did. Let's call a spade a spade. Like, you don't react that way. If a guy hits you like that, he went fucking flying, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were diving all all game long. You just finished an empty netter, and I don't know, like, did I don't know where he's at. Does does he not know? Like he he didn't know. He, he had no clue. Nobody was coming at him. I guess if you don't know that you shouldn't do that, well, he knows now. And I have a have a hard time believing that you didn't think that that was a huge fu to everybody, and that might elicit a response. But regardless if he knew or not comes, I don't know, you come in, you get a cross check kind of in the head. There's an angle of it where it looks totally bad. So it's not like you didn't get him at all. And of course he's going to play the victim and he's going to fall down and go, Oh my God, what's happening? All I did was, am I not allowed to score an empty net or what happened? I just got assaulted. You're going to play that role because he's got that little bit of rattiness to him and he plays that game and I'm fine with it. And I don't even mind when those guys are on my team, but you want to give it to the guy and he's going to pay the piper for, playing that way it's it's fine to me and i mean i don't expect him to stand on his feet and start swinging back i expect him no. to go down like a sack of shit and try to you know uh, elicit the biggest reaction he possibly can and that's exactly what he did it's just unfortunate again then riley's stick goes up and hits him in the head if it didn't it would be a-okay everyone would have a big rager for for the maple leafs right now and all the all the naysayers of the maple leafs would be you know wouldn't have as much of a leg to stand on, but they're just attacking Morgan Riley, calling him for to him to go to jail for assault and everything else. It's <laughs> it's pretty ludicrous out there, really. Well, it just tells you the era we live in of NHL hockey. Um, but you know what's really telling? Toxic Claude masculinity Giroux. is what it was, Matt, or what it was, Nick. It was toxic masculinity. That's just got to get out of the game. It's yeah. atrocious. It's toxic. You know what's telling, though? Um, your former teammate, Claude Giroux, and his comments or lack of comments when they asked him after the game where he like, yeah, he, I mean, he didn't defend his teammate. I mean, tells you maybe all you need to know about how they felt in the Ottawa dressing room, you know? Yeah. G gets it. He knows that stuff. If he were to do that, he'd turn around right away. be expecting a response. And I just don't think G would really do that, but it's, it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing you could ever do is just clap bomb one, but yeah. it's a, it's a huge district. You're allowed to disrespect the other team. I did it all the time. Like it, you call <laughs> on the whole bench, which one of you chicken shits is coming. Like it's, it's high end competition. You can do that, but you're going to get a response from anyone with a, any amount of pride in their locker room and, and in the organization. So G knows that. And that's why he said, Oh, it is that stuff happens sometimes. You know, the guy goes out there and throws a big FU to the whole Maple Leafs and then the Maple Leafs react to it. It's very simple. It's not hard to understand. It was what it was. Um, the Morgan Riley response went overboard and I think it was accidental that it went that overboard and happens fast. And all of a sudden you got the guy in the head. Shit. You could tell he dropped his stick kind of like, Oh, I'm in this, I'm in this danger zone here. But do you think the Ottawa centers are going to go? Absolutely not. That is totally okay to, to clap it like that. I can't believe they didn't like that. And they're not going to go, what an idiot. You don't do that shit in this league. They just shrug their shoulders and say, yeah, that stuff happens sometimes. I don't know. The guy decided to do it that way and elicited a response. It's, it's simple. I don't know the people that don't understand. It's like, well, if you don't get it off the bat, then maybe you just can't have it explained to you. And you, you must not have played a high level of, of competition or sports or, or engaged in, you know, 
competition at any high yeah. level to not understand that that gets your blood boiling with a bunch of men playing an intense sport with nothing but intensity and speed involved in it. And it's a very physical game. If you can't understand why that would piss someone off and you're going to go at them and give them a hard shot, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and that's the one thing I don't understand dating back to Saturday. And as Rosie referenced, I mean, social media has been a tire fire for um, a vast uh, majority of different reasons. But among them is like the the pro like rally crowd, the the anti rally crowd. But you hit it like if you've never played a sport and been competitive, like I don't know how you don't play sports that are not competitive. Like sometimes the response is not going to be what you expect. And looking at Greg. I guess he thought he was doing nothing wrong. And maybe it just speaks volumes to 2024 where, you know, there's going to be no fucking response by a younger type player. But a guy like Riley's been around the block. He's 29. He understands common protocol in this league. I'm with you. Like at the end of the day, yeah, it was shit what, what Ridley Grigg did, but like it wasn't the end of the world. It happens. You show up your opponent sometimes. That's what built animosity in like a playoff series or a rivalry. It was just more so this idea that like, oh, how did Riley do that? Why did he do that? It's like, why wouldn't he do something? You're pissed off. Fucking do something about it, you know? Yeah, and other people that are like, oh my goodness, I can't believe the, the Leafs reacted to it. He was just doing that to the fans because there's so many rowdy fans in, yeah, right. in the building in Ottawa and he was doing it to the fans. It's like, that's a total fan perspective way to look at it. Those, those players are playing the game face-to-face, personally, in between whistles, they're chirping off, going to the bench, they're this and that, that competition's right there in front of you. He's not clapping that to the fans where the Leafs are like, oh, it's okay, he was just doing it to our fans. Like, smarten up. It's it's a personal thing within the game where the, the, the Leafs lost the game, they beat the Leafs in their home barn. It's annoying when your home barn is filled with the other team's fans. I totally get it. He claps that thing harder than anyone even tried to do it in the all-star game hardest shot competition. It's a big F you guys. And I love the response from Riley. If he had none, I would question you yeah. know, where his heart is at and if his give a shit meter has gone. And I love the fact that he responded. He just went overboard with it, unfortunately. And that stole the storyline. So how many games? That is the question. Um, you talked about it. Uh, he's been offered an in-person hearing, which suggests it's probably going to be more than five games. At the time of the hit, I was like, okay, maybe three games. But after doing some digging, it looks very, very similar to David Perron. And and Alan Walsh, Perron's agent, was speaking up. Surprise, surprise on social media. I think it's going to be six games. Where where do you stand? And it's this is not your opinion. What do you think it's going to be? It's not my opinion, or it is? It is in your opinion, because our opinions are probably the same. I think three or four games does it, but it's not going to be that. I think an in-person guarantees five, correct? Doesn't guarantee. It just gives them the option for five plus games. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think you do an in-person if you're going to go less than five. It's going to be five, maybe six. Uh, It's just it's too many. It's too much. There's no injury. I think you look at the point of contact was initially on the shoulder. Um, Once he made contact with the head, he dropped his stick and could kind of tell that wasn't his intent. So intent is a big part of it, right? You put your hands together, two hands swing and Bertuzzi, Brashira guy, uh, Brashira guy, sorry. That's completely different, but you go at a guy and, you know, heat of the moment, you just go to give him a shot. You just got to be in control of your stick. So he's going to get suspended, but like six games, like, come on guys, look at, look at some of the shots. Who was that against Simmons or somewhere? Guy broke his stick over his shoulder. The other guy cross-checked him right in the face and zero games. Like 
some consistency is key, yeah. man. I mean, I, I don't have the reins. I'm not the one making the decisions. It's a difficult job of George Peros, but all you can probably really ask for, everyone's going to have different opinions on what the severity of, of, of suspensions should be, but at least have some consistency in it, man. Cause that this one getting, yeah, I, he's probably going to get six, man. I mean, if he gets five, that's still too much, but I'd be surprised if it's not six and, it's just too much, man. Two, three games sends the exact same message. Nobody wants that. No one's going to go out there intentionally saying, oh, I'm going to go do that now because he only got three games. So what's the point of throwing the book at him? And I truly believe it's because it's such a big story. They're talking about it on the radio this morning. Radio stations from all over the place are calling, asking, can you do a hit on this? Everyone's talking about it. So, oh boy, because they have the biggest market in the world, they're going to clamp down and make sure that there's no you know, negative publicity around this, which, which just sucks for the Maple Leafs. I don't think it's really right. And I don't think it's deserved. And it's bearing the lead. They lost to the fucking Ottawa senators again, but we're going to get to that story. But yeah, like that, that's the thing to me is like the inconsistency has caused the, the outside crowd, the media, social media to sort of give their, their input on how many games should be. That's why there's some people who are saying 21 games or some people who are saying three games, some people saying six, like, Nobody has a proper answer to how many games this truly should be. But again, as you saw on your screen a couple minutes ago, we showed the David Perron one against Ottawa conveniently enough earlier this season, and he got six games for that cross-check to the head. So uh, you start to wonder if that's going to be the case as well here with Morgan Raleigh. But uh, I'm just curious in the least perspective. There's just so many guys who need to step up. But it, it just... It's disappointing because you're going to lose your top defenseman, Rosie, but I won't lie. Um, hitting the face uh, aside, uh, I praise Morgan Riley. Somebody fucking did something. Like this team lacks a pulse on the best of nights. And Morgan Riley stepped up and said, This ain't happening to us. Sorry, buddy. No, I know. I did like that. And it stole the show for sure. And, you know, the frustration that you're losing to the Senators in what are they, to the 28th place or something like that? Yeah. It's definitely that that Morgan Riley stuff overshadowed that fact, and maybe for the best. But you know, you look around at you know the minus threes and minus twos. Like we've talked about it before, we're you're not just gonna you're not just you're not you're not talented enough. Like no team is talented enough to just go to go play like shinny and not give a rip about your own end and 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 always think offense first defense last and and beat a team like how many times do they have to get proven to them that they're not good enough to beat even the bottom feeders of the team when they show up with that mindset they, they lose to the worst teams in the world for several years and it's because they just show up and just expect it to be a win oh uh, good we got a night off tonight oh we don't have to prepare Oh, we don't have to really have a game plan. We're just going to go out there and our skill will win us the game. It blows up in their face time and time again. And it's just like, you can't even, you can't even predict games because you don't know where this team's going to be. And I've said it before that comes down to leadership and coaching. You have to have that room in a mindset that's ready to go. You can't let them take their foot off the pedal just because you're playing a team that's in the bottom third of, of the NHL. It does not work that way. This, this, the disparity in the league is not that big. Uh, the, the last t- place team can beat you. doesn't matter who you are. And the Leafs just keep having to learn that lesson over and over again to the point where they're not even learning the lesson. They're just repeating it over and over again, which is why we get so pissed off sometimes and why we doubt this team and why we say that these guys aren't going to go through the playoffs. I want nothing more than to be 
on the bandwagon for the Maple Leafs. I want nothing more than to talk about them like they are God's gift to the world. I want nothing no more, more than to be so proud of, of the way they play. I want to rub it in everyone's face that doesn't like the Leafs. I want that. I want to be Mr. Positive. But they constantly do the dumbest shit that shoots them in the foot, ruins their season, causes fans to, to lose hope and not have faith in them anymore. What else are you supposed to do when they get, you know, they get shelled by these teams that they're supposed to be better than, but, but being a good hockey team doesn't just mean you have four guys or five guys that have a whole bunch of points. That's not a good hockey team. That's a good hockey player. And this team has good hockey players, but they have not shown they're a good hockey team because when the going gets tough, they falter when they're supposed to do things that that's in their DNA, they screw it up and they're unprepared and they have these unspeakable losses and, and these brutal performances. And I'm, it's, it's tiresome and it makes you become negative and it makes you lose hope in the team and lose, you know, an ability to, to believe in them. And that's where we are right now. And that's why they're tickering around a wild card spot. And they're, they were like Stanley cup favorites. One of them coming into the season. It's, it's a piss off man. And, and losing to the Ottawa senators in that fashion, when you sh- like you have your, you have half the barn cheering for you. It's almost like a home game and you know, you're putting Jones back in net. You should have every reason to be like, we got to get our ducks in a row. What is the system in, in our defensive zone? You know, turnovers in the neutral zone are going to be unacceptable. If it's a low percentage play, we got to get it deep. We got to protect that puck. We got to have numbers. We got to support it. No, fuck it all. We're just going to go out and just whoop de doo and oh baby, I'll, I'll just find someone back door and we'll roof it and have a big sick Sally and then Sally by the bench. So sick. And it just blows up in your face because they're not good enough to do that. Nobody is. And when they're going to learn that, I have no idea. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Absolutely no urgency. You're, you're, you're bang on about that. This segment, by the way, brought to you by Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey, artfully blended and impeccably crafted. Make it your very own. Seagram's VO Select is currently available in select LCBO stores in Ontario. And, and and that was my major takeaway. Again, the lead was buried because of the rally situation, but once again, the Leafs took their foot off the pedal where I thought they had a really good start. Again, they were playing an Ottawa team that hadn't played since January 29th. It was a one nothing game 
Should have been a 2-0 game, called back due to the offside. And they, they, they let the Ottawa Senators stay in the game, and they took off from there. And there was responses left and right throughout the night. But it was just your prototypical incomplete effort that we've seen all season long, unfortunately. Like, we, we've been saying this all year where they have spurts, man, where they look like an all-star team. They look like a bona fide Stanley Cup contender. And then they have spurts where it's like, has this team ever played together? And unfortunately, they can't find that groove where they're the better and the better team on a nightly basis, you know? Yeah, the consistency is not there. I mean, if you had, you know, if if eight out of 10 games, you've got your best stuff and you're rolling through teams and your system just looks like it's getting ingrained in every player where it just comes naturally. And, and that's like your your default and your autopilot is is that good systematic defensive, like we take care of our own. And then when that's taken care of, away we go with our high powered offense. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. And and they've accessed that sometimes, but it's not even half the time they have that. If you had it eight out of 10 times, I mean, you got a great team and you're going to have your hiccups. Like we say, it's the NHL. Other teams are bringing their best too. You know, you, you slip up once in a while. It's a grind. You're on the road. The schedule never lets up. Guys get banged up. Goalies have off nights. It's it's understandable, but that's not what the Leafs are, man. It's not like we're picking them apart and they're, they're playing 80% of the time, you know, really good, solid hockey. And then every time they have a hiccup, we jump on them. That's not what's happening here. They are not, they're not, they're not buying into a system that works like at all. And I don't know what Keith is doing to try to like garner some, some consistency, but we don't see any of it, man. I have, I, I don't, I bet on anything, anytime. I don't care. I, I can't bet on the Leafs a, because their numbers are juiced because they're, they're so yeah. big. And it's like tiger woods, everyone's betting on them. And then I don't know what to expect, man. They could literally lose to the San Jose sharks one night and then beat the, the Boston Bruins. And it's just like, I don't know what these guys are doing. And to be a well-oiled machine, like some teams are, are there are that go on runs and have consistent, you know, standards. I just, I don't see that this season. I didn't see it last season. I just don't see them accessing a style of play that works very often. It's a crap shoot. And it, that's, what's frustrating is it's just, it's not a formula that's going to put together 16 wins to win the Stanley cup. In fact, it's not even close right now. Yeah, and if you were to pull me and ask me how I feel about this Leafs team right now, concerned is probably the answer I would give you. Like, the, the the thing that's overplayed in this market, I get it. They need defensemen. They need an upgrade on the blue line. But the problem is, uh, the egregious turnovers, Rosie, are coming from, like, the marquee elite talent players on this roster. Like, you know, guys like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and, to an extent, Morgan Riley. Like, guys you pay the the bread to. And that's the concerning part for me. Well, I, again, I understand that they could use an upgrade, but when, when it's your core players making those type of mistakes where it's like country club type feel, where it's like dipsy doing that and there's no urgency, they're not simplifying the game. That's the scariest part for me because you know, like those are the guys who you need to get the job done when it matters most. I know it is. I mean, Tavares minus three last game, like you're you're playing your best defensive hockey and your dash three. And, you know, Benoit has been a guy that we talk about, you know, as being super positive. We want to extend this guy. I wish we had five of them out there, you know, and he goes out and has dash three. Is that on him or is that the play in front of him? You could debate about that, but the bottom line is there's not a commitment out of this roster to playing better defense. There's just not, or these things wouldn't happen as often as they do. 
and the the egregious turnovers and the sloppy play and the low percentage plays like that's the stuff that normally just pisses coaches off like they just stamp their foot down and they say I have had enough with this hoper they call them hopers hope plays a little sauce through two sticks hoping that it lands over on that guy that you think when you know a chip off the boards to support is the smart play they'll do the the low percentage one and guess what? In the NHL, I don't care if you're the Sharks or the, the Senators or who you are. Guys knock those plays down. And the transition in the NHL from going north to going south is so damn fast that these guys are constantly getting turned over and then watching the puck go back towards their end. And is the positional play there on the defensive side of the puck? No. Is the back checking and the effort there on that side of the puck? No. And it just they, they get their net filled. And even the other night when they're absolutely core four are just popping off with like four point performances and they've got it all going on. They still just squeak out a little five, four win because they don't do shit on the right side of the puck. They just try to outscore their problems. You cannot name me a Stanley cup championship team that just outscored all their problems and all their warts that they had in their own end. It doesn't exist, which is why I always have to talk like this. I don't like it. I don't want to bash the Maple Leafs. I am a Maple Leafs supporter. I want to be their biggest fan. I want to cover them with jubilation and joy and hope and energy and and positivity. But I'm not a bullshitter. I'm not going to kid myself. I'm not going to say something that's not true. This kind of play is not good enough, man. And I just keep waiting for them to, to fix it. And obviously they need some personnel changes, but it starts in the room there and with the coach and like, some accountability like this isn't good enough guys are, are like is there a, is there a a mindset and a commitment to change what happened on Saturday night to not let that happen again or do they kind of shrug their shoulders and say oh one got away from us tonight and then they're just going to go do the same thing tomorrow night and hopefully win 5-4 or, or maybe not I, I don't know man but it's it's frustrating when you see the same stuff over and over again and it's like your problems are clear as day everyone can yeah. see them are you, are you, what are you doing to shore them up and in my opinion it's not enough it really is puzzling. Um, speaking of which, Martin Jones has, I think, come back to reality a bit. Um, I thought it was the right call, by the way, to put Jones in that game. Hadn't seen him in a while. They've ran Samson off quite a bit the last little while. You need both guys. Four goals on 31 shots. I, I didn't think it was his best night. Again, it, it's it's tough to dissect goaltenders in this market specifically, specifically with this team right now, Rosie, because how how shoddy they are defensively where you're getting prime opportunities. But I've seen Jones better this season, but this is what he is. Like I said this two months ago, he's going to have some good games. He's going to have some nights where he looks like a fringe NHL goalie. And I think Saturday was one of them. Well, it doesn't matter if it's Vasilevsky or who take your pick. If you allow enough chances and enough, you know, D zone breakdowns, you're going to get your cookies on any goalie out there. And they don't play sound defense. They don't, their D zones, not, strong enough their defensemen aren't strong enough to allow these types of um, chances and and rushes and and back doors and puck possession in dangerous areas they they allow way too much of that to I mean if you expect Martin Jones to bail you out of all of that you're you're kidding yourself you're living in a dream no goalie is designed to do that even the best in the world is going to let you down if you put that on his shoulders every single night so it starts with it starts with the skaters man it's 
yeah, Mar- Jones has bailed them out and got them wins many times. He's played really good hockey. He's been a, a great signing and a great addition. Many points that are sitting on their board on the standings right now are, are because we had him. It could have gone south in a hurry with the injuries and the way Sammy was playing. Yeah. But if you're just sitting there expecting Martin Jones to be the savior of all this poor play in front of him, I don't know what your what your expectations are, but you're not going to be happy. Sadly mistaken for sure. Um, what did you think of the Leafs' second time this season? They failed to draw a penalty. Granted, again, on the the Matthews goal, I think to kick off the scoring, they had a penalty coming, then they scored. But I, I think it's, it's, it's perplexing. That's probably the word I would use, that it always seems to be the Leafs every year. Go look up the numbers. How do you not get a power, like one power play in a game against a team like the Ottawa Senators, who are not the best defensive team in hockey? It's just mystifying to me. That's all I'll say. Like, this is not me complaining. I'm sure it happens to every team, but I don't know how a team like the Maple Leafs doesn't get a power play in two games out of, what, 50 games they played so far? Yeah, it's odd. Um, You'd think they'd get one here or there if they're, you know, they've got high-powered, offensive-minded guys, and they're not the greatest team in the world. you think that would lead to a couple opportunities where, you know, you get the right angle and a guy has to haul you down or get his stick on you or trips you up. And I think I did see that and the arm just didn't go up. And, you know, I don't like to be the Leafs bitch or it's just so funny. How could, how could some people think the Leafs get every benefit in the league I know. Ever, and then other people think they get screwed every opportunity possible? How could there be that big of a disparity? Um, yeah. At the end of the day, I, I just, I don't think they get any special treatment by any sense, but yeah, you, you got to play through those games. I mean, again, if you're sitting there, if you can't win, if you don't get power plays, you're not a very sound team. If you're expecting, if, if you if you just think, well, how are we supposed to win a game? We didn't get a power play. Then you're not a good team. So, yeah, it's frustrating when they don't get the calls and when guys are diving and it goes unnoticed. Sure. But the problems go a lot deeper than that in my mind. Bring back bunting. That's what I would do to draw some penalties with this team, but uh, probably not now with the Carolina Hurricanes. With more than 4,400 hair salons throughout the United States and Canada, Great Clips is the world's largest hair salon brand and official hair salon of the NHL. Salons are locally owned and operated and open seven days a week. Your time is valuable. Use the Great Clips check-in app, see the wait time, check-in in your phone, and get your haircut when you want. For more information, check out greatclips.com. Great Clips. It's going to be great. And uh, speaking of great, the Leafs are going to need some great now on the blue line. Morgan Riley's going to get suspended. Mark Giordano's uh, banged up, lower body injury. They're saying maybe a bit longer than day-to-day. So William Lagason, revenge game for him once again, played on Saturday after being a health bomb for 17 in a row. He was a minus one, 13-14 of ice. But like the scary thing now, without Riley, without Giordano, I, I think Simone Benoit is the number one defenseman on this team, man. <laughs> over McCabe you figure ah someone by one yeah uh, it's I don't know if you look to last year when when Riley I don't know it was in the teens how many games Riley yeah, lost right. and they were like 11 and 2 or well, something that, that's the thing is like people are like this is doom and gloom the Leafs are finished they're cooked would you be shocked at all if they go on a monster roll here without Morgan Riley I wouldn't not really. It's like last year, their whole season should have been cooked. It was their most successful season in 20 years, you could call, if I get into the second round. And they had their fourth string goalie in Shalgren in for the majority of the fall. And you would have expected them, it would have made sense to completely crater 
and get so behind the eight ball, there's no making up for it, but they didn't. And they lose Morgan Riley for X amount of games and they go on an absolute heater. This team doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, anything is possible and I've seen it all. So I wouldn't be shocked if, if they find a way now, if they just expect that to happen, I think they're going to be sorely mistaken and there'll be a lot of disappointing games here and they might just play themselves right out of a buddy playoff spot, which I think would be absolutely pathetic. So I'm hoping they find it. They go on a run and, you know, it's that lunch pail mentality. Like our backs are against the wall. We're facing adversity. Time to buck up and and dig our heels in and go on a little tear here and do everything right and be hyper-focused and band together and all that shit that you say that is said for a reason because it's exactly what you need to do. If they do that and they access that, maybe they can uh, they keep it together without their number one D-man. And like I said, they did it last year. Anything's possible. I can't believe it's been 50 games. It, it feels like it's been like 3,000 games this season, just the turmoil, the ups and downs. Like Even watching Nylander the other night, I can't believe I'm watching the same player that signed a mega contract a month ago. Like he, oh man, that one uh, sequence where he turned the puck over like three times, Ascens almost scored. I'm like, they paid this guy 11 and a half sheets a year, man. It's just like, I understand why Sheldon Keefe, if you go back, Look at Sheldon Keefe, his first day of coaching, why he had all black hair and now he has all gray hair. I get it. <laughs> I get it, Rosie, because this team must be so interesting to coach on a daily basis. You just never know what you're going to get from that. I know, man. And I don't know if Keefe... <laughs> you're not in the room, right? So all we can do is speculate. I don't know what the speeches yes. are. I don't know what the meetings are like. I don't know what the video sessions Although we know Luke Shen, so... Yeah, I mean, still, you can he can say the words, but the feeling and the vibe and the attitude and the expectations, and you're never going to know unless you're in there. But I just, I don't feel like the accountability is real high. I don't feel like the attention to detail is demanded. And I just don't feel like these guys have any onus on them to change what they're doing. They have been patted on their head their whole lives and mm-hmm. told you are fantastic and they get rewarded with their contracts. So I just don't think unless someone's barking at them saying, you know, showing them the writing on the wall, then I just don't, I think they live in their own bubble and they keep their confidence by, you know, self-assuring themselves that they're fantastic. And that's what you do have to do to be at that level, I'm sure. But the reality check is this isn't really good enough. Things need to change if your expectations are to win and be at the top of this league. So I just, from what I've seen, I don't feel like that room and that coach is demanding that out of the players and demanding accountability for those details that go completely by the wayside many, many more games than they should. And for that reason, I'm just questioning, you know, the leadership of this team and yeah. and the way that it can steer the direction it's going because it's it doesn't go in a straight direction. It is it goes up and then it veers all over the place. Sometimes it just cranks or right fucking backwards and it, you don't even know what's going on. And then it'll correct itself a little bit. And it, there's just no straight line with this team. And, you know, the standings show it, the results show it. It's, it's not good enough. And I don't see the powers that be demanding change and demanding that accountability because I, I just, there's nothing that, I could look to, to assume that that's happening. It doesn't seem like it's happening at all. It's uh, it's very, very confusing. Again, you just don't know what Leafs, te- Leafs team you're going to get on any given day. And it just, it makes absolutely no sense how you can be that good. And then that bad, even within a week's span, uh, this segment is brought to you by Douglas. 
Named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living, Douglas is loved by more than 200,000 Canadians, and they're backed by over 10,000 five-star reviews. Every mattress order comes with a free comfort sleep bundle, two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors, one luxurious cotton sheet set, and one mattress protector. That's a $650 value. Yours for free when you order at Douglas Mattress now. Order today at douglas.ca slash LMT. That's douglas.ca slash LMT to get that special offer from us. Looking ahead, Rosie, a three-game homestand this week. You got the Red Hot St. Louis Blues in tomorrow night, Tuesday. Then you have Philadelphia Thursday and Anaheim on Saturday. Of note, again, the Maple Leafs 12-10-2 at home through 24 of 41 outings. But to say this is a crucial stretch would be an, an understatement, especially now with a Morgan Rally. You talked about the standings. Every game is so important, but this team has done it to themselves. Yeah, it is. I didn't think we'd be in the position where we're, you know, really scoreboard watching in February and Crazy. looking at our position for even playoff lives. But, you know, this this back end, this decor is going to have to be hyper focused on the details. They're going to have to step it up. Our goaltenders are going to have to be sharp and on their game. And our, our forwards are going to have to have a commitment to defense as well. They're going to have to change their mentality. You know, it's already tough when at the best of times to to play that gunsling in hockey where your forwards and most of them are completely offensive minded and there's not really a system of defense in place. You want to do it with Morgan Riley out and and Geo down and you're down defensemen and things aren't clicking for you. It, it's going to be ugly. So I'm hoping that they're they're making those detail changes and that everyone can step up, especially on the back end. And like you said, a, a Benoit's got to stand up and, and continue to play solid play minus last game. And, you know, McCabe's got to be a leader back there. He's got to step into that kind of number one role and, and be the, the leadership position of the back end, especially with Geo out. And, you know, everyone's got to elevate their game and they are big points and they're at home and you want to kind of rectify your, your home record and start to make that a, a place where you can play some good hockey. I think we'll know pretty quickly against St. Louis if the Leafs are ready to persevere and overcome this adversity or not. Like, again, we, we, we've we seen this roller coaster throughout this season, but the Blues are playing really good right now. They won 7-2 against Montreal yesterday. Tory Krug had five apples. Braden Shen, Luke's brother, was fantastic. He's the captain of that St. Louis Blues team. And the more you watch the Blues and the more you talk about coaching changes, they're doing it again. Dude, they're 15-7-1 and one under Drew Bannister, very similar to two, 2019. Craig Berube, who is uh, still currently unemployed to the best of my knowledge, just putting it out there, the Blues are doing it again. And I just think I look around this league, Rosie, every team to be, seems to be boosted by a coaching change, and they just don't want to do it here. Yeah, it does seem to be that boosty bump. Um, yeah, the more – I just don't think it's happening now. Um, no that kind of has to take place kind of at before Christmas type thing. We're post all-star break. We're looking right down the barrel at, uh, at the trade deadline. I don't see a coaching change happening or coming, but yeah, the, the blues have been boosted by it again. I mean, a seven, two win you say to Montreal like, yeah. have the Leafs won seven, two this year. Have they ever blown anybody out? Like even their fantastic games where their stars are standing on their heads is a, is a nail biter getting peppered at the last minute of play to hold on to a regulation win. We don't win seven, two. Aren't you supposed to do that with, with Austin Matthews on pace for 70? Shouldn't you just blow teams out, but they don't. And again, not to harp on them or be negative, but their defensive play. It's just, that would be my daily goal. Every single day at the rink. If I was the coach is getting a system in place that these guys can play that helps out your D and that helps out your goaltenders 
and allows you to win the game 5-2 instead of a nail-biting 5-4, but yet to be seen, man. And now they got a, a pretty big hill to climb with some depleted back end. So I guess time will tell. We'll see. It's nicer at home. They're in their comfort zone, I guess. And again, hopefully they play some solid uh, solid games at Scotiabank. And maybe it speaks to how important the next couple of games are, but Mark Giordano is on the ice for the uh, Leafs practice today. So I think it's a fair bet that Giordano is going to play in that game. The guy's a vet. He's after it. He's with his hometown team. I don't think he'll rest when he's done, when his career is over. Um, obviously, on a daily basis at that age, you're probably, your body's screaming a bit. Um, but I think it just shows you, like, they need Giordano in that line. They they need everybody on that blue line to step up. Like, I don't think it could be stated enough how big Morgan Riley has been for this Maple Leafs team this year. Like, he has been so good. I think he's got 19 points in the last 20 games. You take him out of that lineup, they they look really thin, man. Yeah, they're thin as it is with him in there doing that. So, yeah. But again, they are the Leafs, and last year the same thing happened, and they went on a tear without him. So, I don't know. I'm going to wait with bated breath and see what uh, see what comes of it, but I, I hope it's not ugly. I hope they can find a little something. They are capable. They can play some impressive hockey. It's just not often enough, but they're going to need it here down the stretch. Never know from this team, folks. The Botano wrap-up presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Major announcement as well. Botano is the official partner of Copa America 2024, taking the beautiful game to new heights in the Americas. Join Botano on their journey of passion, unity, and unforgettable football moments. Uh, one game I was looking at tonight, actually, New Jersey and the uh, Seattle Kraken. I like New Jersey in regulation. And Jack Hughes is pointless in two games since coming back from injury. 11 shots on goal in that time span. I like the shot prop, but I like most importantly over a point and a half for Jack Hughes tonight in that game. The games are just that much more important as we get closer and closer to March 8th in the trade deadline here. Mm, you're looking for a breakout game yes, from Jackie yes. Hughes. Hey, there you go. Good player, good family. It's uh, Those boys have developed quite nicely. So, yeah, wouldn't put it past them. I think the Leafs have two games, both their games coming up um, in the next three months against New Jersey. And the, the Devils are going to be a fired up team like they, this. The schedule ahead is is what gets me for the Maple Leafs. It's not like they got some and maybe it speaks better to this team because they play better against really good teams. But like they got some tough opponents coming up. They got Vegas twice. They got um, St. Louis twice. They got teams like that where it's like it's it's not a given you're going to win the game, especially now banged up especially now with suspensions in the mix too. So they better find it, or I could tell you it's going to be a long springtime for us here on Leafs Morning Take. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. I still believe they can find something. Do you? Tear. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nothing's off the table, man. Nothing's off the table. They can uh, – sometimes teams find things in weird ways. I mean, you just mentioned it. St. Louis Blues, dead last at Christmas. They win the Stanley Cup. So yeah. that tells me anything is possible. Um, I just want them to get going with that process, please. Okay. David Kampf back at practice too. So we'll see what the Leafs have in terms of a lineup coming up. Uh, the first of a three game homestand here, starting with the St. Louis blues on Tuesday. We'll preview that one coming up tomorrow. Rosie. Sounds good, man. See you there. Sounds good. And if there's any breaking news uh, regarding Morgan Raleigh and the potential suspension, make sure to keep it locked at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube. Once again, if you haven't subscribed, help us out at the Leafs Nation 401. Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast. Many thanks to producer Vic, everybody in the chat. That's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk on Tuesday. Take care. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.